Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, episode 15 of season 3. Today's episode, I sit down with my friend Amanda, who I've known for a few years. Um, She is someone that I've met kind of just through chance and serendipity, I would say. And I just really appreciate her authenticity and the way she shows up for the things that she's passionate about. So I thought she'd be perfect for this episode. Um, Yeah, I started recording the first round and it ran out of disk space on my laptop because I've been doing all these other projects that I haven't been backing up the way I need to. And so in the middle of her introduction, it was like, you cannot record anymore. And I'm like, dang it. So I spent the first few minutes trying to like scramble to figure out how to fix that. And it's fine. It worked out. I don't think I deleted anything. If you know me, you know that I'm really bad with technology stuff. So it was one of those moments where I had to breathe and be like, it will all work out. It's fine. Just keep going. Um, so yeah, you'll hear that a little bit at the beginning, how I was like, ah, oh, okay, well, here we go. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode and yeah, let's get talking. Okay. We are trying this again. We are here with Amanda. Uh, like I mentioned, we met kind of through the, I don't know if I said this the first time, but tower garden. I had a tower garden in my classroom. Remember? You know, I'm like, how did I meet her? And then we kind of connected and we've been in each other's lives through Facebook and different things like that. So um, Amanda, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh my gosh, that's right. I totally forgot how we met and now it's all coming back to me. I was so inspired. <laughs> yes, um, thank you so much for having like having me on and, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Um, yeah, my name is Amanda Schneider. I live here in uh, Tempe. I am really passionate about creating more compassion in the world. So everything that I do kind of centers around that. Um, I have three boys who are 13, 11, and nine. I've been married to my husband for about 18 years, and I am also very passionate about rescuing uh, pity mixes. So I have three rescue pity dogs that are just under importance next to my boys. So Oh my gosh. I, it's so funny. Whenever I meet people that are very like in love with their pets, because, you know, we yeah. lost our dog at the beginning of the year. Um, and my husband and I were actually talking about that last night. I'm like, man, it's still really hard. Like we don't, we don't talk yeah. about how much it sucks to lose our pets. Cause I mean, he was like our first baby, you know, we got him when we first moved in together. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, we love him, not more than our own children, but it was, it was pretty close. And so, People it's that like, unconditional perfect love I mean they 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 are mischievous but yeah my 13 year old um we lost a dog we put him down about six years ago and okay still, my 13 year old is actually writing an essay about black jack our, our dog that he lost oh yeah for sure it's it's a big it's a big deal yeah our you know our seven-year-old because you know, Diego, he was very, he still talks about him and we're in the process right now of thinking, when do we get another dog? And we're waiting for the roof issues to get fixed. That's, you know, kind of like, I don't want to deal with the dog and a toddler and everything uh-huh. else. So Yes. Um, anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you for your patience as I figured out my, my whole system here. And 
the first question that I always ask people is, what does creativity mean to you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would say it's evolving. Um, you know, what I used to, I, I, I used to think I was a very creative person and, um, you know, I was very much, I did handmade books and paper crafts and I got into quilting and doing different things like that. And um, just getting into a space of creating without expectations, I think, um, and really fueling that, just pouring that side of you into it and just creating something. Um, I then became a teacher and then a parent and it felt like all of my creative space got sucked out of me. And so now I'm newly rediscovering, uh, you know, uh, my creativity comes in different ways. You know, I'm um, working on starting up a nonprofit. So there's a lot of creation that comes where it's not just creating a, a document. There's, you know, pulling innovation and creation into that too. So for me, it's been kind of an evolving process. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that the teaching and parenting kind of pulled that out of you and kind of took all of your energy. Cause I'm in, I'm in that space right now where, you know, I'm parenting younger kids and yeah, have this urge to create all the things like visual creations. And I want to write. Mm -hmm. And then I finally find like the moment where it sparks and then you can't access it right away because it's like putting pins on it. Like I'll put a pin on that. I'll put a pin on that. And then when you do have the time, you're like, wait, what? I don't understand what was happening. Yes, that's been, that's been, that's also something that I've uh, realized lately is, you know, I have these moments where it's like, I, I do feel very creative and I do create something. Um, and I've been working in this space where it's like, I have to create a certain thing on a deadline and it's painful because, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it comes in moments and it's not forced and it's more of a flowing kind of energy. I think when it works really well and it's challenging when you have little kids or deadlines or, you know, all of life's stuff gets in the way. And I think that's a, a challenge as we all get older uh, into our more adult lives with more chaos. Yeah, and it's like kind of thinking about the system that we're in, you know, it doesn't allow for a lot of play and rest and it's always go, go, go. And you have to do things a certain way in order to like, so being creative in the moment and resting and playing and adding all those things into our lives is, you know, it's, it's hard because you're kind of breaking the status quo of, but I'm so busy. And with the pandemic, everyone had to like freeze and, you know, everyone in different ways. But I noticed that for me, it really allowed me the space and time, not necessarily like physical space, but like the mental space to allow my creative ideas to kind of scroll around a little bit more. As opposed to, you know, when I was teaching full time that, you know, you teach, you go home, you do it again and over and over again. So I think it's funny because a lot of teachers I'm interviewing, they're like, but I'm not really that creative. Like, you've got to be kidding me. You're like one of the most creative people because you have to be. So it's really interesting. Um, how do you notice creativity show up with your kids? Because you have three different ages. So I'm just curious. I have three different ages. Um, <clears throat> You know, the, that the pandemic has definitely been a struggle there. Um, you know, my oldest moved to um, online school. So we have had more than our share of screen time, which definitely, you know, pulls away from that. Um, however, 
you know, when I see them at play, that's kind of where creativity comes is when they're, when they're playing like in the pool or different things like that, making up different games. Um, I definitely see it in their writing when they have an assignment at school, you know, there's some creativity there. And um, a lot of just, you know, having supplies out and they'll, you know, draw something or create something. So giving them access, but it's definitely, it's a, it's a commitment and it, it requires focused intention <laughs> to That's be creative. That's a great way to put it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, as, as I, I think it's a, an incredibly important piece of a fulfilling life, but it, it definitely is not a, does not just come happen. Yeah. It doesn't just show up. You have to kind of like, it's almost like a relationship. It doesn't just happen. You have, to kind of, yeah, you have to nurture yeah. it and treat it right. And that's interesting. Um, the next question I have is about motherhood. And like I mentioned, I'm in the middle of parenting, you know, a seven-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. So we're starting Ooh. the toddler ages and with the pandemic and everything. It's been really interesting. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I'm noticing is, you know, it's hard for women to really talk about the hard parts of motherhood. And I find a lot of times with my friends, we're like, oh, this is so hard, but it's so worth it. And we kind of have to add that in there. And uh, one of the things I'm really appreciative of is the spaces that have been created, you know, like with the Women's Academy. Um, I know that was a huge piece for me during the pandemic. It was really lonely in a way because I couldn't go out into the world physically and connect with people. And, you know, it's hard to talk on the phone with people when you have a screaming baby and things like that. So yes. having the space for that um, really allowed me to reflect and think, you know, why aren't we talking about these things more? And what is it that makes us want to say, but it's so worth it, you know, as if we don't yeah. say that, like what happened? So the question I'm asking everyone is, what are the most challenging parts of motherhood for you? And also, what are some of the best moments in motherhood? Oh, gosh. I know it's a loaded question. <laughs> It, it, it's, a, it's a multifaceted question because, you know, one, I could, you know, answer it, the most challenging parts of motherhood, you know, me, between me and my boys, raising my boys. And, and I think part of that is this, um, for me, I have this sense of what I can do and should be while in reality, you know, giving myself the grace and peace of I'm doing the best that I can and, you know, it will never be perfect. It will never look perfect. And it shouldn't look perfect, you know, right? We want to raise kids that um, don't have unrealistic expectations and feel like they can, you know, mess up and still be loved and, and different things like that. Um, the other side of the most challenging thing of parenting is I have never been judged so much. It's like you become a mom and then you get the unsolicited advice and you get the you know, like all of this stuff. And it's like, I just want to be seen and heard. And I'm having a tough time. I'm not asking for you to fix it. I'm not asking for what you tried. I'm not asking, I'm just in a moment. And that's why I am so passionate about, you know, the work we do with Women's Impact Academy is it, we need more safe spaces as women where we can just be in our moment and move through it and honor it and not just, oh, but it's so but no, it sucks right now. It's hard. Um, and so I, I'd say that's probably been one of the most challenging things, but also greatest gifts because it's really forced and pushed me into this space of, 
self-awareness and clarity. And I, I don't probably know by my Facebook posts, I am extremely authentic and real in my posts because I, I don't think we have enough of that. And we're in this society of comparative suffering and like, oh, well, that happened to you. You should this that's nothing you know like you know we're, we just we have this fear of vulnerability and allowing emotions in and I think we just shut it down and minimize it and that response of oh but it's so worth it is a way of diminishing and minimizing the tough times and parenting is the hardest thing I've ever had to do I know ditto <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the most like when you look back on your motherhood journey that you're like Yes, it was, was really hard. And also this is what's on the other side of that. Just, you know, those moments, um, you know, like I'm so grateful. I have this ability to just kind of observe throughout the day and just be very aware in these moments of gratitude, because for me, I found that it's these small moments of gratitude that really bring me so much joy in parenting. And, you know, just like moments where you see your kids, you know, grow in their emotional intelligence. Like I had my two youngest had to get a COVID test because they got little colds when school started and had the symptoms. And so I had to give them the, the COVID test and um, my youngest had to do it first. So he knew what it was like. And then my 11 year old had to get one and he was crying afterwards. And my youngest Grayson came up to him and he was like, can I give you a hug? And he was comforting him. And I don't know what he was saying to him, but it was just this beautiful moment. And I think that's probably my biggest joy is being able to just sit back and observe them growing into their own unique individuals um, on their own and know that even in all the hard stuff, it's like, oh, the good stuff is getting through. They'll be fine. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like, you know, it feels so overwhelming, especially with everything going on in the world, you know like that I think it's kind of falling apart for a lot of people and it has been falling apart for a lot more people but kind of that narrative shift of our kids are not for us to mold like they are already their own individual selves and our role is to guide but also like step back and just allow them to be who they are and that puts a lot of um, pressure on ourselves because it's you have to reflect a lot on who you are and the things, your, your own shortcomings, I guess, in a way. And oh, yes, it's, yeah. I mean, for, for me, motherhood has been a, a huge, I mean, it, I think it's what allowed me to see that I needed to step away from teaching and I needed to take the time to really figure out what it was that was holding me back so that I wouldn't get in the way of my own kids. And that's it's hard. So like powerful. <laughs> it, it is. It's hard work, but what a gift for you to have that insight and awareness, you know, and the opportunity. Cause I know not everyone has yes. that as well. And it's, yes. I don't see Diego now and he's his own, you know, there's a lot of things going on with him that are just fantastic. And we love him yes. obviously, but it's to see the hardships he's going to have and to see him have the skills and ability to know that he'll be okay. And that just like you were mentioning, like, that's so it's, so empowering as a human being, not even as a mom, but just as a human being. Um, anything else you want to add about motherhood? Oh gosh, I mean it. It really is worth it. You know, like on the good moments, it's worth it. It's it's it, it. But yeah, it's just such a it's such a gift, and has added like so many layers of depth to my life. I'm just I'm grateful, great grateful. 
Yeah, I think too, also seeing your partner or your significant other become their own version of a parent and to see how that evolves. And like, there's this person you've loved for so long and now they're becoming this yeah. other part. It's, it's really cool. Um, the last question I have is, how would you recommend for parents or teachers or people who work with kids uh, or young adults to help inspire them to live authentically and to be true to who they are? Oh, that's a deep question as well. You know, lots um, of questions. <laughs> the, the thing that comes to mind um, immediately for me is um, honoring who they are instead of placing our expectations on who they should be. Um, you know, former teacher myself, gone through some parenting. Um, I actually took a, um, I, 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 I took a training course to get certified for a sales trainer um, methodology. And when I was going through it, it had such an impact on my relationship with my husband and it had an impact on how I parented my kids because really all it was was communicating. It's kind of like love languages, but instead of, you know, we all wanna be loved the way that we feel love, we also wanna be communicated to in that way. And, and we're different in that way. And being able to honor and recognize and communicate to the person that's to the child, between the parent and the child, between the teacher and the child, and just honor them. They're, they're human beings. They're not just this little like little piece right. to guide through and get through the, the day. They're their own unique human beings. And so really honoring that and taking the time and space to say, you know, how do they prefer to be communicated to? How do they prefer, how do they feel loved? And getting out of ourselves and showing that to them. Um, and then for me, also a big thing is, is the tone. Like so much of our communication is nonverbal mm -hmm. and we can get so caught up and busy and our tone of voice really makes an impact. And I just, I saw something this morning at, on Facebook or something, it was like, you can't expect to yell at your kids right before bed and have them sleep well. You can't expect to yell at your kids first thing in the morning and have them have a good day. And it, it really is about doing the work to keep ourselves in a calm, emotional, balanced state. Most of the time, give ourselves grace because we can't be do it realistic. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, realistic. But really like operate from that space and know that they've got to fail. They've got to make mistakes to grow into successful adults. And it's our guy job to give them grace, guide them, hold them accountable, but in a kind way. Um, so that's, I, I think a big, big thing for me too. Yeah, I think having, um, cause I don't, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the term highly sensitive. Uh, I think we talked about it a bit. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of like my thing that I really come into really owning that part of myself that I think I've tried to like squash down before and um, Diego, our seven-year-old is also a highly sensitive person. He's a highly sensitive child. And I think that is my biggest challenge with him is that he is so good at picking up on tone mm -hmm. and he will call me out every single time. He's like, I know you're saying this, but the way you're saying it, I don't believe it. And I'm like, wow, or he'll be like, really wise at seven. It's great. It's also really annoying when it's like 6.30 in the morning and you've been up for a while because my kids are really early racers. And so like the other day we were driving to school and I said something like, I don't even remember what I said, but it was something like, I know, like life is so great. You know, I kind of like 
rush through that because I was like having a moment in my head and he was like um I don't know why you said it like that <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh. Ah, so it's a lot of learning in the moment and teaching while I'm learning and just kind of telling him like hey I didn't learn all this growing up I have to figure it out on my own and you're kind of helping me through it so it's but yeah that's one of the biggest challenges for us as a parent-child relationship is that they will call you out on things that you need to work on and it is challenging but um what I meant to ask you this earlier but what grade did you teach when you were teaching I taught uh, middle school math and high school marketing. So I did uh, seventh all the way through 12. So what did you, and I, I'm asking that question because I think you get a different glimpse than like what I had from six and seven year olds. What would you say oh, yes. was the biggest challenge for kids that age um, when you were teaching for them to feel like they could be themselves? Oh gosh. So um, I think it, 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 it's the expectations. It's the outward looks. It's the, you know, I, they just, you could tell they walked in with, ruled by expectations external all the way around. And so I think the biggest thing was, you know, in the moments where I could get them to like connect inside and find their own confidence inside and in who they were. And I, I had such a gift as a, I was a DECA advisor. And so we did a lot of extra work with, you know, cool stuff like that. And it was really cool to build those relationships with them that actually could get to that level. Because, you know, honestly, for a middle school and a high school teacher, you've got so many kids funneling through your classes and you've got all of the committees and you've got all of that, you know, to really have, uh, be able to touch uh, a student in a meaningful way, you know, emotionally or educationally, it's, it's, it's a big gift. Yeah. Yeah. So. When I think too, maybe kids, you know, it's hard because as parents, you want to show them that we know what we're doing. But a lot of the times that comes across as we don't have any hardships or we don't want them to see us fighting or having a moment where we're vulnerable ourselves. And I think yeah. that the more we model that, the more we work on ourselves, the easier it becomes for them to witness that and to say, oh, 100%. I can also do that. So 100 percent. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I love having these conversations with people. I think it's important that we talk about these things and we, like you said, give ourselves grace, but also know that, you know, we have to hold each other accountable and, and our kids accountable. Um, is there anything else you want to add about creativity or motherhood or just life in general? I just, I love, especially with kids, they are so resilient and every day is a new day. Um, and as long as I keep talking to them and say, you know what, I made a mistake here. Um, this is why this is, you know, and, and just connecting with them at that level. Um, I get to start every day fresh and they get to start every day fresh. And I think that's a, a big gift there. So. I love that. Yeah. Maybe we should, I should write that down somewhere. Every day is a new start. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll finish up all the um, editing or whatever, and then I'll let you know when this goes uh, live Aww. and yeah, and I'm so excited. No, thank you for offering to do this. It, it's it's so great to connect with people that I like know, but don't really get a chance to talk to a lot. So I really mm -hmm. appreciate this. Likewise, I do too. It was great to see you. I hope your uh, fan and drying out of everything goes smoothly. And 
it's fine it's just yeah. like you have to wait for other people like schedule and then things happen it's one you have no control i don't like that yeah. feeling i know <laughs> awesome well, i'll talk to you later sounds good